Welcome to Ask the Accountant, the podcast that is made for you. Weekly podcast live Mondays from 8.30 a.m., released on the podcast service of your choice on Wednesdays. Your main weekly hosts, Aaron Patrick and Johan Zari. Got something to ask? Submit your questions below or ask during the show. Podcast loading. We are currently getting everything set up behind the scenes. So sit back, relax, and we will be with you in a few seconds. Enjoy. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Ask the Accountant. We are live as we are every week on a Monday morning at 8.30 a.m. across your favorite social media platforms. And as ever, every week, my co-host is here. Aaron, how are you and how are you feeling? Hello, everybody. Good morning. (laughs) Hello. I am just very grateful that you are the um, co-host of today's, uh, today's show. I am going to apologise now for Aaron's uh, sound quality. It's not a broken microphone. Aaron has got man flu. No, <laughs> not at all. No, 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 no. I'm not having. I'm not having too many speaking gigs. Well, actually, I think it was just. Uh, um, it's just been a very good weekend, and I think I just uh, maybe, maybe burnt too many um, candles both ends, sort of thing. So, yeah, it was. Um, it was actually. I might as well say now. I went to a um, another podcast. Um, not not accounting related, but they did a um, like annual conference type idea, like get together. Basically, they're they're like um, they're they're con. They called it. It was North North in Sunderland, um, and the the guys are called the Computer Game Show. <clears throat> and what I learned a lot from from that was just how it, you know how a community can be put together and run, and how they can like put on this thing. They we did Laser Quest. We did. Um, a mini golf we did all sorts of uh as you would call it organized fun but it was actually worked really really well um so yeah no i, I actually really enjoyed it and the best thing is i was going to try and play it but i don't think it's going to work um we um i get to go there as aaron patrick the quickbooks chap is one of the few places where i get to go in my merch because they have this Ooh. little um this little patreon thing that they run and you get to uh, support the show and when you support the show you get your name thrown out and on the show every single time um it comes out with um they, they go through the list of it and i'm always number one because i was one of the first to do it and so all i'm known as is aaron patrick the quickbooks chap because it gets shouted out at every single episode for the past two and a bit years so yeah i was uh every time someone went wait are you the quickbooks chap and <laughs> what is quickbooks can you explain to me what quickbooks is <laughs> so, yeah. I spent most of my time teaching people what QuickBooks is, so yeah, it was uh, fun times. Fantastic. Well, it sounds like a great weekend, even if you've uh, lost all ability to talk from it. Um, uh, but yeah, you, you've been an influencer, though. I've got a remedy for it. So we we you've decided. Got, you've got your vocals on. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, that, that if only if only I'd come that far. No, but we're going for a week away to um, uh, Norfolk now, thanks to you. You know, you're going off to no. Whitby for a bit. So we, we're packing the dog and we're off to there. And and, and as the T-shirt says, I'm going to eat, sleep and quit books. So, yeah, I've, I've got it. I've got my holiday sword, I think. <laughs> Brilliant. That's what we like to hear. At least you're going to rest your voice for a bit. Exactly. Um, exactly. As always, everybody, say shout out good morning in the comments. We are going to shout you out. So here we go. We've got Paul in from uh, 
the uh, from YouTube. We've got Marilyn saying good morning. We've got Ashley Leeds saying good morning, guys. How was your weekend? Well, Aaron had a uh, fantastic weekend, but it's destroyed his throat. Uh, and Ashley has also said, Aaron, you sound terrible. No, he has said more than that. Don't worry. <laughs> Have you tried vocal zones? Yes. Ashley, most of our uh, Ask the Accountant we have cool friends are brought to you by the power of vocal zone. So is this uh, where we go to our sponsored segment? (laughs) This is where we should go to a sponsored segment. Can someone get in touch with vocal zone, please? And see if they'll sponsor us Uh, just with free packs of vocal zone. That would make life a lot easier. Um, But yeah, and morning to Paul as well. So, yeah. So, what I thought, in, I sat there last night thinking, oh, a bit, bit of a quiet week, what we're going to talk about here. Actually, we've got a few bits of interesting news, haven't we, to talk about and a few bits to look at. So, first thing is, that seems to have just appeared, I don't know where from, because I've, I've not seen any social media coverage for this whatsoever. And that's the AccountX software demo sessions that are going over on the next three days. So, um it's not the virtual conference it's just session demos and they've got 12 different software providers an interesting selection of software providers some big names missing from there um but and they're they're basically giving each software provider the opportunity over three days to do a 45 minute demo to their audience but I don't know how big their audience is going to be, considering no one's seen it. I mean, Aaron, you and I are all over social media news and stuff for the accounting industry. It's it's how we power this show every week. Um, and I, I, the first I've heard of this was you mentioned it, it to me this morning and why certain p- people weren't going to it. So, um, yeah, so basically, AccountX have organised three days of demos with various software partners. Um, interestingly, so Zero are going to be there. QuickBooks are not. Sage are not. Free Agent are not. Hammock are not there. Um, but Futurely, Moneypenny, Zero, DocuWave, DocuSoft, Bright, Spendesk, SMA Digital, Bavum, Dext, AutoEntry, and Employment Hero are all going to be there. So, Aaron, how did you find out about this? So, yeah, it was a, a social post, but from the account text post itself. Um, the only reason I even kind of looked at it and second look at it was the fact that there was uh, there was people not on there that I was expecting. You know, in in all honesty, I would have thought that, that you know, had you known this is a great like platform, someone like Client Engager, you know, the idea of just being able to put your demos out there. <laughs> You, know, you mentioned QuickBooks not being there. I mean, they've released so much new stuff over this last year. These the, the sort of platforms are quite useful for them. And, you know, I think it's just a lack of, of awareness more than anything else. But if this was, you know, marketed and, and, and pushed right, I thought this would be an absolute brilliant way of, uh, you know, pra- uh, uh, softwares being able to get out their newest advanced new technology you know with everyone talking about ai at the moment which we're going to talk about later again like yeah. these are the sort of places where you could do that get a bit of buzz get a bit of people talking about it so yeah it was it was just one one post i've seen on linkedin um and that, that was it that's all i've known about it so far and it was kind of kind of mothball from there that 
it just seems bizarre to me that the big names aren't there. Um, like Ian in the comments. So Ian's from FYI Docs, if I'm, if my memory serves me correct. Apologies, Ian, if I've got that wrong. But yeah, that's the first he's heard of it. Um, so yeah, it just doesn't feel very well advertised, which tells me it potentially won't be very well attended. Um, whether that's because they've not, you know, everyone's seen a Dex demo and an auto entry demo type thing, or and they're not interested in the others, I don't know. But I've not seen any of these platforms or promote the sessions either. Is this more aimed at evergreen content? Is this the sort of thing where they want to kind of get it out there and then they can promote it on the back end? Maybe that's what maybe maybe it's not for that live interaction. Um, but then you know, you know yourself, like that's where you're doing really well is the life part of it, right? It's those yeah. constant live streams, they're talking about it, those interactions that really do. Yeah. And without the push, without the promotion, it's going to be difficult to. Yeah. And then like the, I know the best part of doing a demo is the live interaction because ultimately, and the same rule applies from talking to your clients as it does apply to talking to bookkeepers and accountants it's easier when you, if you've got a question in your mind about software, it's easier that you ask it in your scenario and your term, terminology and you get an answer there and then in your scenario and in your terminology rather than being sent to do a vi to watch a video where you don't quite understand what they're saying or they've, no, they've maybe missed the point that you were trying to ask and you walk away with no answer. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Paul says this would have been great for startups too. And Paul also said um, that he's not heard of it. Um, so, But Chris Downing, morning Chris, has said anyone on the accountant's mailing list would have received an email two weeks ago about the virtual event. Uh, Either my spam folder is being yeah. extremely <laughs> effective or I'm not on a mailing list that I should be. So <laughs> I'll investigate that. But thank you very much, Chris. Um, but also, how many people unsign from these mailing lists like, or automatically divert it into the junk box or the archive file? Um, yeah. So, yeah, it, you can't rely on just one, one leg of advertising, can you, in the form of a mailing list? Um, but it, at least they've put something out there. So hopefully they'll have a good turnout. Um, but, yeah, so that was the first thing we just thought, hmm. It's odd that we've not heard about this because we're normally all over this kind of stuff. Um, I do, I do see though that this is going to be great though. That like, if they get this right, this will be a really good way of just getting those um, like new features, new everything else. Like, I, yeah. I kind of see this as if if they, they if they nail this, this could be something that would be quite good to look look out for. So, yeah, I think if we can support it, I think that's going to be good for for everyone because if there is a platform where quarterly and biannually whatever they decide to do that we can get like the new best of best of the stuff there i think that'd be good for everyone it almost kind of creates like a in the gaming industry there's what's called e3 like a week of people just announcing things and this could yep. be like the start of something like that you know we 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 love account x because we love to go there and, and talk to vendors and be face to face but it's difficult to announce something account text right that kind of gets lost and it gets there same with digital account same with all of them like unless you're doing your own dedicated show like quickbooks connect or zero con or anything like that it's difficult to announce you know 
but whereas if they could have like a almost like a place where we're expecting announcements like this almost like a week-long thing or or something like this if this could go off i thought that'd be really kind of useful because that, yeah. that could give us like an opportunity to get right who was almost like they would they would even save some announcements maybe for that you know like bright proposed for example maybe that would have been a a great time to announce it during a show like that as opposed to they kind of announced it a digital accounting show didn't they but I mean, we spoke yeah. about it, but it wasn't like it's difficult to then just talk about that, isn't it? There's so much else going on. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, as you said earlier, though, this could be a great platform for those startup softwares that are trying to break into the market. Depending on accessibility and affordability of this platform, like you know, if we've got an evergreen client and get engage a demo on this, and you know, any of the other startup softwares that are out there at the moment could be on here and yeah you know like people like tax torch and stuff like that it would be potentially a really good gateway to that audience and if you then start getting traction with that kind of audience then you'd it's another reason to go to a context and have a stand, stand there um so yeah interesting one it'll be i'll be keeping an eye on it put it that way um yeah. and i will be checking my mailing lists to see where i where i am or not with that um, Chris Downing has said he's on every mailing list. Yeah, Chris, I do. Including client engager, though. Is he on the client engager mailing list? Uh, no, because our client engager mailing list is only made up of people that have taken out trials or have an active subscription with us. Okay. Um, okay. We don't There's have a few, a, a few mornings in the, in the chat as well we missed, wasn't there? Uh, Andy's here. Oh, yeah. Morning, Andy. Yep. Um, I think that's. Oh, and Simon I'm... is joining us. He sat on the beat uh, by the pool in Kos watching us. I mean, I'd, I'd argue you got half of that scenario right. <laughs> and I, I don't know if I'd be sat listening to us whilst on holiday. I mean, I certainly didn't tune into this ep- into this show when I was on holiday. Or is he got FOMO <laughs> from or the accounting world? <laughs> this yeah. is his only way of uh, getting back into it. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Cool. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So, if you want to have a look at all those demos, register for any of those demos, then head over to the Accountex website and go to their webinar section. Um, but also, I believe in the last week, they've opened the tickets for Accountex Manchester. Um, so you can register for your free ticket for Accountex in Manchester in September, which is exciting. Um, that's a one-day event, a bit more compact and refined from Accountex London, but... An absolutely brilliant day out, especially if you're up in the north. You know, we all complain that everything's in London and then no one goes to these other events. So, you know, footfall is what justifies these events going ahead. So if you are local to Manchester or it's within an hour of the train or something, make sure you get over there for the day. Um, because it is a good day. It's it's insightful. They've got some great speakers normally, uh, great softwares there. Um, so yeah, but these events will only happen outside of London if we turn up and support those events outside of London, yeah. um, rather than sitting at home whinging that they don't do anything outside of London. So, <laughs> and, and it's um, nice; yeah. it's a one-day event, right? I mean, that's yeah. one thing we've been saying lately, isn't it? These two-day events can be quite quite difficult. So yeah, back, back for a one-day event. Um, yeah. And if it's anything like last time as well, there's some really clever things happening. Sage had their uh, what was it MTD tunnel and items yep. like that so yeah it was uh yeah it, it's normally got a bit of 
I think that because there's more room and there's more kind of opportunity, there's chances for for them to do a little bit different. Whereas with you know with your account text and everything else and and, and the other ones are kind of they're quite vanilla of what they can do with it, isn't it? So definitely. And as Paul says, it's a better night out. That's subject to opinion. Uh, before anyone shouts at me. <laughs> Well, all, all we did was got lost on <laughs> We had to wander down to some, what was it, some river place somewhere. And for the after- right. we went to the Irish pub quiz, didn't we, last yeah. year? Yeah. And we that was got a lost. Long in the rain. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that uh, that was challenging, so we say. Um, but yeah, cool. Right. So that's. Manchester, Accountex Manchester bookie tickets. You can do that on the Accountex website. Um, we've got all these 12 webinars, demo things that are going on. You can register for each one of those um, on the website as well. And it looks, having had a look at the registration form, it's looking like it's one of those where you can register. If you don't turn up, you'll get a recording. So um, if you want to see the software, it's still worth registering, even if you don't think you can make that one session because um, you'll get the recording later, which is always a benefit. Um, so, um, we touched on a bit of news at the end of last week, but I don't feel we did them justice. Um, so I just wanted to f- spend a few more minutes on this rather than a throwaway comment, as it were. Um, so Timworks announced, not last week, the week before, that they will be closing their doors and they're turning off the app. Um, so Timworks started out in 2022. First time I saw them was at the 2022 Digital Accountancy Show, the first ever Digital Accountancy Show. They were there on one of the startup stands. And in principle, they had a sound idea. Um, So Timworks was going to be the WhatsApp of the accounting world. It was going to enable secure communications, both internally and externally, with your clients and your team and sharing documents. It was going to link into, I think, well, no, I I think it did link into zero and you could pull in like a list from zero. I need these receipts from you. Can you add them to this conversation channel type thing? Um, so yeah. And then I think they came up, they wanted to try and do the same thing with QuickBooks, but the API wasn't as supportive with that from QuickBooks. Um, I know groundbreaking news. QuickBooks's API wasn't helpful. However, I've got more news on that later. Um, so, um, so yeah, Timworks was this, going to be this messaging app. Um, lots of lots of accountants and bookkeepers kind of got on board with it. They they liked the concept. They like yes, I want this one place that I can just turn off notifications from and not worry about clients hassling me on Messenger and texts and WhatsApp and stuff. I can just train them to use this one app. Um, I think the pricing was a challenge because it wasn't a cheap solution for accountants. Um, but ultimately the bit that's killed it ultimately is client take up just wasn't there. So, you know, accounting firms and bookkeeping firms were rolling this out and the clients just weren't using it. At which point you go, well, it's quite expensive for what it is. So we'll, we'll scrap it. Um, so, and I think it just shows that it doesn't matter how good a solution we think something is as an industry actually if you can't get your clients on board, the power of that solution is very, very limited. Um, you know, we we trialed it in our firm uh, last last year now, and 
the team were using internally and it was like it's, it's okay but it didn't have all the same power as using teams or slack um and then but we just couldn't get you know out of 700 clients we got one or two using it and it's just like it just doesn't justify uh using it basically um but yeah so they've closed it's interesting they're closing the comp the door the doors on the app so they're closing the app of timworks down but they're not closing the business down and they have been very they have cryptically said they'll be back soon with a new offering now i know they've been doing a lot of work with ai um and there's been discussions about like messenger bots to go on websites and in portals to pull off information to try and answer some of those questions that your client you get from your client saying oh what's my utr number can you send me last year's accounts again you know in theory that could be helpful again it's going to be down to price point i think um but yeah it's it's interesting to see a demise the demise of another software in the industry but actually this time it's not mtd's fault because the last few shutdowns and sellouts have been spurred on by mtt mtd being delayed um so yeah so it's interesting how as well that they found a solution for what the accounting industry was asking for but then realized we couldn't execute it very effectively with the clients of that industry um did you have a play with it at all aaron did you uh any experience with this one I've always looked at it and thought that would be a great solution. But as you've already said, like I know I know that, that trying to get my client to adopt to it would have been really difficult. Yeah. Um I mean I'm the I'm one of those guilty ones that every so often there's a couple of handful of clients, especially in my Apple Core um practice where they're you know, they're more family orientated and kind of friends and family sort of things where it is all just done on WhatsApp. Like so having a more secure, safe way, I mean I'm, I'm guilty of sending links to signed documents over WhatsApp, which I know is like should never be done, but you know, friends and family, it's fine. Right. Well, is it not fine? It's not fine, but friends and family, you can just about get away with, but the idea and the, 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 the way that you could have those conversations so much quicker and it is much instant, right? Like if I need someone to send me a bank statement and I ask them to just WhatsApp me, Oh, do you mind just emailing me over a bank statement? You'll probably get it in the next 10 minutes. Right. Whereas, or, you know, they even may send you via WhatsApp, which again, not, not, not condoned on this, uh, on this podcast, but the idea of having that instant messaging and that conversation is just, is, can be so powerful. Um, I know, um, uh, Andy's quite a big thing about text messages, isn't he? You know, yeah. a client engager, like, you know, the, that, that for, for him was one of the, I remember when he first showed me client engagement, that was the thing he was telling me, like almost like most impressed about, look, we could just send a text and for his client demographic. It's because that's how they would want to have their information being sent over. So you can see the power. It's just difficult to get someone to buy in. What will be interesting, yeah. though, is if anyone finds this concept and if we can have a solution where the client's already signed up to, so I'm thinking QuickBook, Zero, Sage, or Client Engager, Accounting Manager, whatever it's going to be, if they're already signed up to that and they already have an app on their phone and that gives us the ability then to have this sort of communication route, I, I might see that more powerful. I might see that more of a, an opportunity. 
um, as long as the APIs are strong enough that we can kind of get it connected to X, Y, Z, maybe that's where this this concept can go next. Um, trying to kind of be onto something, but but as you said, like asking a client to go and download another app and put in another solution in, it's going to be really difficult. Um, and and I think that's where ultimately where where for this to work going forward, we need to find a way to make that uh, make that work. Definitely. Uh, so a couple of people just joining us. So morning to Kirsty and Victoria. Um, Paul has said hard to make a solution for accountants that is uh, that isn't really a solution in, for the end user. Seen this a few times over the years, and yeah, it's really difficult. I mean, you know, one of the things we had a, talks about a while ago at Client Engager is um, building in like the ability to have like a chat bot or a messenger in the client portal now. We're not there yet. We're, we've still got other projects we want to do with the client portal before we, we've got it strong enough to do that. Um, but if we can build that in at no cost, if it's a value add, uh, then you don't care whether only two or three people use it or if all of your clients use it, if you're not paying for it, if it's just an added feature. Um, I think the challenge Timworks had was it wasn't... So for a firm like my size, I think we were looking at two... 150 plus pounds a month for something only two people were going to use. Um, like when you look at the return on investment there, it just wasn't there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it's a tough, it's a tough rock to break at the moment is to try and work out how we can improve communication whilst maintaining security um, and data privacy. So, you know, emails are easy to hack WhatsApp has its flaws, um, especially if you're using the private WhatsApp and not the business one. Um, so, yeah, there's lots we're looking at and the industry are investigating, but I don't think anyone's really found the solution yet. Yeah, I mean, Paul um, mentions here about uh, clients use whatever they prefer. Again, send over Facebook. And my frustration with Facebook is that, well, it's Meta, right, or whatever the the group called now. So WhatsApp, Meta, sorry, WhatsApp, Facebook, Instagram are all one unit. Like, yep. if they really want to empower us business users to embrace it, and A, sort out security, as you've already mentioned, and rightly so, like, that's got to be number one. But B, just make it make one messenger app for that whole solution, right? Like, if I could just, as a business, just log in as Boffix or, or whoever I want, and I've got WhatsApp, I've got, um, I've got, you know instagram i've got all of those channels available to me then we would use it like i mean they're trying to they're trying to push the vr right like vr is supposed to be their next big thing and they want that to be a communication tool but again i can't just log in and see everything holistically i've got three different apps four different apps now if i want to go to the vr world just so i can, can maintain communication with my clients and i feel like that's what meta need to do or facebook yep. whatever you want to call them they need to get that bit sorted and, and not have these multiple channels they just need one channel where you could get access to it all and i think personally i think if they can get that sorted then that's right do you want to talk about what paul says yeah so paul's also said that he's got the we've got the ability in Dext and in carbon um to basically message clients requesting things so in Dex, you can message put a comment against a receipt and if the client's got the app, they'll get a notification. They can read it and re-upload a receipt, maybe if it's gone faded or something daft. Uh, Carbon, 
you can send client tasks to the client and they can click on the magic link and go in and upload and answer questions and stuff. But as Paul says, again, not all the clients want it or use it and that's fine, but at least you're not paying extra for that. I mean, I suppose in a, in, in a way you are paying for that tool, but it's not a direct cost to that direct feature that you're paying for. Um, so Paul's also said a great chat solution is one that pushes to and from various chat options. Yeah, you need, as Aaron says, we need this one one-stop shop where we can communicate regardless of whether I need, so I don't need, I don't want to have to remember, do I need to go into WhatsApp, Messenger, text, email? Well, I don't want to have to go remember which one I need to go into to see a client, to communicate with that client. I just want one place and it deals with it. Um, so yeah, so unfortunately that's uh, another software in the industry. It feels like it's been a bit of a tough year this year for the some softwares in our industry from whether it's MTD, whether it's a cut down on the amount of funding available in the industry uh, from venture capital, et cetera. I mean, there's still plenty of money out there. It's just making sure that I think they're just more cautious about their return on investment. Um, and then, you know, not finding the solution that perhaps they thought they had. Um, so, yeah. And Paul has just commented that Aaron has the right answer here. One, one for all, nice and simple. Completely agree. Yeah, I think right. the, the one takeaway about this, though, it, it's a shame, is that like innovations like this, not getting off the ground, that makes it difficult for people to pitch the next big innovation, right? Like, whatever that's going to be. You know, there's people much more clever than us out there that's going to come up with something that all could potentially change the world of accountancy. And if we don't support those those other innovations and why would they come come to our backyard sort of thing so i suppose that's the only thing we've got to be careful of haven't we going forward we just need to make sure that if it is like a game-changing one we all need to get behind it definitely and and i think the problem the challenge is working out which ones are and aren't um you know we spent a lot of time in our own business trying to do uh trying to implement tim works and work it out and stuff and Obviously, it's not pan, that didn't pan out. I mean, we pulled out months ago now. Uh, I think we pulled out in January in the end. Um, but, you know, I think we have to accept that if we want the latest tech, it's going to take some time and investment. You know, we, I've got my head of technology in my firm who spends most of their week now just playing with tech and working out what features aren't being used properly in the firm and what we can utilize better and get better value for money from tech stack we do have while also keeping an eye on things that are coming up in the future um so yeah it's uh it is an investment from us but we need that investment to make sure we're ahead of the game so um yeah um other news that came out this week has is that ZeroCon have confirmed that ZeroCon london will be going ahead this uh, next year um so Last year, Zero announced that instead of having three Zero Cons a year, they're going to have one a year in over a three-year period, and it's London's turn next week, uh, next year. Um, so, 2024, we will see Zero Zero Con London come back. Um, no announcement that I've seen of location or anything yet, or final dates. Um, Is or it have I missed link? Excel, or have I made that up? I'm, uh, yeah, it hosts in Excel. They're going to do it in the Excel. That is a big oh, i suppose you can actually section off the excel can't you so you don't it doesn't have to be as big but yeah, yeah. But is that not the same date as uh formula e as well so that could be quite interesting oh, okay. between 
<laughs> we're going for the Formula E. We're not going for the zero con, obviously. But it just makes it interesting, right? When you try and go between a stand or a, or a, a keynote speak, and you just got to watch look left and look right. That there's a car not coming past. That could be, you know, an electric powered car that you can't hear. <laughs> Great. Um, but yeah, so ZeroCon will be at Excel in uh, London next year. So keep an eye out for dates and uh, speakers and stuff. They haven't announced anything else yet with that. It's just that they've confirmed that it's going ahead in London next year, which is cool. Uh, Victoria has just said it's the 12th to the 13th of June next year. That's going to make such a busy year. So what have we got now? March is Accountex. April is Digital Accountancy Show. No, no, no. March is um, Accounting Web. Accounting Web, sorry. Accounting Web in March. Digital Accountancy Show in April. Accountex in May. Xerocon in June. QuickBooks haven't announced QuickBooks Connect, but that's normally end of Feb, start of March. I mean, when are we going to get any work done? I mean, thankfully, this this ultimately for you and I, Aaron, is becoming work and it is something we enjoy doing and yes of course we'll we'll probably be at all of these events but maybe even zero con maybe i think we have to from an ask the accountant point of view obviously we won't run quickbooks labs from there but well i I was actually about to say do we do a quickbooks (laughs) labs from there but yeah no um Um, curious to know two-day event is that is that normal for zero con i I don't know we've not been is it normally a two-day event I want to say yes. Okay, okay. I that's, think it's not like a two-day event for. I mean, I know Zero's got a lot to talk about, but yeah, that's a lot, isn't it? For, for um... it is, and it's not an event where I've like when I go to QuickBooks Connect, I feel like I've been educated in not just QuickBooks, but also how to run my practice and stuff. And I've not always had that feeling from Zero events. It's more sell, sell, sell. So yeah, it's. It's interesting. Two days event. Hopefully it's because they've got loads of value to add. Well, Ashley's, uh, Ashley's confirmed it's normally two days. Right. Okay. That's another four day trip to London for you and me, Aaron. Um, uh, yeah, Ashley completely agree. We need a list of all of these. Do they talk to each other? Well, my understanding from, uh, shall we say, the, the after parties and talking to individuals at these after parties is, it's quite a uh, competitive space in the conference world at the moment. And I would probably argue that they are more cutthroat at the moment and trying to do one out, do each other over than they are communicating and um, supporting one another. Like I think every single one of these conferences has got its own USP. And I think they're getting all a bit too defensive about it. And they're all trying to outdo each other rather than actually do what's right for our industry and make sure we've got a fantastic list of events throughout the year. Um, so, yeah. And Ashley says, yeah, the Xerocon party is the big party at the end of day one. Headaches on the morning of day two with Xerocon. I think there's headaches with pretty much every conference on day two. Like, I've actually quite enjoyed working as hard as Aaron and I work at these conferences with speaking and recording social media content and stuff because we don't have time to consume enough alcohol to get a headache um you know i I wake up at six o'clock the next morning fresh and ready to go it's fantastic um but yeah 
it's going to be an interesting year. I've got one question to ask, though, if it is Excel, if that is correct. Do they do the Fox? Do they do Sunborn, the uh, boat that's next door? Where is the party? Or is the party in Excel itself? Again, with Formula E cars racing around. I mean, you know, (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm interested to see how it it falls out. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. It's it's going to be an interesting year for the conference season. That is for for sure. Uh, Ashley asks, have you seen what the ICB are doing? They are doing a tour, so bringing their event to a location near you. What do you think of this concept? Well, I would argue that's nothing new pre-COVID. Roll your your minds back to uh, before COVID, before 2020. There was a time before it, and actually Zero and Free Agent and QuickBooks all had roadshows where they would go and do events over a series of weeks all over the country including scotland believe it or not you know i've been to i've been to a zero event in edinburgh uh, i didn't last more than an hour and a half before i walked out but i was there um i've been to quickbooks events in edinburgh and glasgow i've been to free agent events ironically not in edinburgh or glasgow they're normally up in dundee um but yeah the the mini conference tour concept i think it does work and i think there's a lot of value in it um and i wouldn't be surprised if people like zero start doing that on the years that they haven't got the london zero con because they've got to keep a presence somewhere and like quickbooks have been trialing it again recently haven't they aaron yeah um, they did birmingham and manchester as a bit of a test to see what was happening and how well they, they would be turned out um, so I wouldn't be surprised if next year we see a whole list of them again. Uh, I think they're just testing to see what the interest is after COVID. Um, so, yeah, and Chris Downey says ICB works well, more mini conference rather than an event, set speaking and thought leadership itinerary. I, I like that. I think that's a great way to do it. And you get so much more value out of a room of 50 people in it than you do 10,000 necessarily. Like, don't get me wrong, the buzz and feel of AccountX is phenomenal, but I do question how much you walk away remembering and retaining. Um, so, yeah, and Ashley said, Zerocon is a paid-for event, so the evening uh, thing is one big event with all kind of food and drink, all for free, ticket price covers it, uh, plus loads of activities, which are always fun. Yeah, they they do have a very festival vibe at that event, don't they? Um, which a lot of people enjoy. Um, Kirsty had said it would be so much safer just to have one place to log in and all channels come in that way so we don't miss something. Yeah, so just referring back to that conversation around Timworks and stuff. Yeah, I, I think That's the only it. danger of this idea of um, doing the, you know, the more smaller venue or smaller locations and, and jumping around so imagine zero con this year is going to be what well, we already know it's going to be in london and that's going to be their one big event if quickbooks decide not to do a big event this year and they just do go and focus on road shows that's fine but a they can't charge for those events so the quality of that event has to come down they you know it's a business at the end of the day right you gotta you gotta make you gotta make financial uh, decisions about it and the big one for me is that you lose that that let's launch something let's talk about the one more thing on stage sort of idea yeah that, that gets lost if we're going to be moving it to seven locations in the uk or whatever they decide to do 
yes, you could you could announce new stuff, but yeah, it's not but that the fact. ICB aren't there to announce stuff. They're there to educate and inspire their members. Um, so yeah, so I think for some companies, depending on what and what their roadmap's looking like, I think a road tour would be better uh, than a big event. Um, but yeah, and, and do we think then that if they do decide to go for a road show as opposed to a big event, that it's going to be a slow year for them? Is that is that our takeaway? Or yeah, it depends. You know, if I if I've not got anything one big thing or any big announcements to make at a big conference, then I'll do a road show and just keep everyone educated on what we do do. Um, so yeah, let's see what happens. Um, I mean, you, you can do both. They've done both for several years before COVID. Like. They had ZeroCon and the Roadshow. They had QuickBooks Connect and the Roadshow. So, which is arguably yeah. what QuickBooks did this year, didn't they? I know it was a trial, Manchester, yeah. London, but yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, it's. I think twenty twenty four is just going to be a really interesting space uh, for conferencing and roadshows next year. Um, so yeah, we'll keep a close eye on it. Um, right, change of track slightly here. Let's talk AI and chat GPT and what softwares are coming out with these new tools built in. So, um, Aaron, you spotted one. Do you want to take us through it? Yeah, certainly. So um, a piece of software that's always been on my radar and I've never sat down to properly look at it. And it's it's mad, really, because I think this this would be really good for a certain demographic of my clients. But the software is called Avalara. How do we say it? Avalara. Avalar. Avalar. Avalar, yeah. So basically the, the idea here is that they are got a solution for all about international taxes. Um, so just to kind of give you a concept of where they come into play, the idea would be that you could file in another jurisdiction. So imagine you were looking to go into America or, or Europe or whatever it's going to be. Um, they not only give you a software so you could actually file in those jurisdictions, but they give you the opportunity as well to register through them to get it all done and dusted. So, you know, for certain clients, this is massive, right? Like the idea that you could go and open up international borders, not have to worry about it. I know they've released lately in Again, this is something I need to look into more, need to play around with more, but a whole platform where you could sell all your solutions from there and it will just deal with your international taxes. So I absolutely love this idea. But what our idea was the fact that they've now got a plugin for chat GPT. So they've jumped on the AI bandwagon. Um, and it makes sense for these, right? Because like the idea they've got here is that, you know, if you want to quickly just find out how much it's going to be to sell a particular item in a particular location, what are the implications? Like what's that going to have effect on your business and your bottom line ultimately? And the idea then it will leverage the, the sales tax calculator plugin to get you the answer. Um, and I feel like that's really going to be interesting because there's so much opportunity these days for smaller businesses to start looking at going and selling internationally. Like thanks to social media, thanks to all of the innovations we've got. Yes, they can go for eBay or Amazon and all of it's dealt with for them. But you know, there's, there's, there's sometimes you, you can almost cheapen your brand. If you go just through there, if you can get your brand out there firsthand, get it into a hand of an influencer, or, you know, you've seen those success stories coming from that. I've got clients who, you know, just just put their product into the hands of an influencer and suddenly overnight their their, their, their products have just absolutely gone, gone crazy 
And I feel like a solution like this is really important because you need to be quick. You need to be agile. Yes, they can talk to an accountant, but not always the accountant's going to be able to get back to them straight away or, or, or when they need that information. So, you know, the idea that they've got the opportunity just to jump on something like this sounds exciting. And I think this is where we're going to start seeing the AI solutions coming in, aren't we, going forward of where they're going to come from and how they're going to be able to solve this, solve answers. And for a solution like these guys, I think it's just, it gets them in the conversation again and gets some people talking about them again. So, yeah, no, I, I think this is going to be quite a nice one to keep an eye on and see how it is. And hopefully this is less of the buzzword AI, AI that we've kind of been seeing at the moment of, of um, solutions just going oh well we've, we've we've put a chat gpt plugin just so they can get in the conversation and hopefully this is that we can see some real world effects and real world benefits of how this can could go forward yeah definitely and as you said in the world we, we're in today where e-commerce is just such a big thing you know you set up a shopify store and all of a sudden you're selling to america and everywhere else and all of a sudden you're going actually we're getting out of our comfort zones here. We need some support. So the fact that this tool allow, helps you register for sales tax in those countries, answers your questions to a certain level, it's a really good kickstart. It'll be interesting to see what you can do in the future going forwards. Um, I mean, my, my big frustration I've had with all of these, though, is why is Shopify, Squarespace, all the other online commerce platforms, why are they not? doing this like that you know this to me sounds like the 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 right platform like if you're going to sell on this platform and yeah they'll have to charge for it and rightly so it's a you know it's not something they could just turn on for free but those platforms should already be built for these sort of things right it should be just a case of you toggle a box on you pay a subscription whatever the mechanism's going to be and then you know your sales taxes then spent is is collected in that particular region and it's yeah it's always been a, a frustration of mine that you've got to kind of jump through all these hoops to to make it work yeah no definitely uh <laughs> while we've got tools like this making the world a bit smaller and giving small businesses the opportunity to go a bit bigger it's always a benefit so yeah it'll be one to keep an eye out and see how it works in the end um so yeah and then i found a tool I tried plumbing into it last week. I was a bit disappointed to get an email back from saying, sorry, we don't support the UK at the moment. Um, I mean, I thought ChatGPT was pretty much global. I mean, they've even announced OpenAI, who own ChatGPT, are opening a London office. So they understand what the UK is. Yeah, opening a London office in the coming months. Um, But there's a software in America called digits.com. Digits basically is an analytical tool that will uh, plug in in the same way uh, Futurely and SIF Analytics plug into your uh, general ledgers and it generates reports and insights and it's uh, AI powered. So the theory is that A, it will create the reports for you, but B, you can ask it a question of um, (laughs) show me a graph of a with a monthly breakdown of how much I spend at Starbucks and it shows you that graph um, and it can analyze the patterns and give you some conversation points and stuff to start discussing with your clients it's not unreasonably priced compared to any other reporting software if I'm honest so um, 
It's free for up to five clients to be plugged in. It's $99 for 20 clients, 199 clients for 50, um, and enterprises then contact us. Um, so it's not completely unreasonable, um, but as I say, it only talks to American companies at the moment, can only handle dollars. Yep. Uh, they are coming to the UK. They did confirm that to me last week, but they don't know when. Um, and it only plugs into QuickBooks at the moment. Uh mm-hmm. Which makes a refreshing change because normally everyone goes zero first and then goes to QuickBooks. So I was quite like, oh, I like these guys. Um, so, yeah, I, it's very early days for them still. And I think a lot of people are going to look at it and go, oh, that's not a huge amount of value for considering what AI could do with what they're using it for yet. I don't think it is. I, but I think it's something we definitely want to be watching out for in the future. You know, I know CIF Analytics have been talking AI for a while and they're looking at how they can create commentary and stuff. Um, I've not heard anything from Fathom or Futurely or anything regarding AI yet. Um, but at the same time, the value that digits or SIF analytics are getting from the AI at the moment, I don't know if it's a huge amount of value for the amount of time invested to build it into uh, the AI. And most AIs at the moment are language-based. They're not numeric-based, and that creates limitations in its own basis. Um, but yeah, definitely one to watch out for. And I think AI in reporting apps is going to be one of the more phenomenal value added to tools that we are going to get in our industry. Um, <coughs> like, I'm, I'm getting a bit fed up with the industry's attitude at the moment towards AI about, oh, it's going to cost jobs. People are going to be made redundant because of this. It's like, no, it's just going to re-engineer things. I think I've said this in the past on the show, Aaron, that OCR technology, the whole industry was up in arms that this is going to cost jobs. Bookkeepers are going to be no longer. Actually, no, bookkeepers are now even more valuable to their clients because they're actually helping them understand their numbers rather than just inputting numbers into software. And that's just what this AI is going to do is it's just going to help remove the lower value work from us and let us focus on the high value work. And even if that high value is just a, a better level of communication and a better relationship with the client, then, and the fact that AI has allowed us more time to spend on that relationship, then that's huge. Like the stronger that relationship is, the less likely that client's going to go to someone else just because they're a bit cheaper and you've got more lifetime value out of that client. Exactly. So, yeah, I think there is a rumbling from the accountants and bookkeepers out there that aren't perhaps as tech savvy as some of ourselves and our phenomenal listeners are um, that I hear every week. And they're starting to awaken to this chat GPT and AI concept and go, oh, my job, my job. Actually, I, I'm still convinced this is a value add. It's just going to re-engineer our roles even further. I don't see it taking jobs. I don't see it doing anything like that. If anything, like imagine if you managed to roll out ChatGPT in such a way that you were then able to give your team a four-day working week whilst maintaining their salaries. Like The opportunities are phenomenal for work-life balance, building client relationships, etc. We just need to be open to it and... Our industry has not always been great with technology and being open to it, but I would argue a larger percentage of our industry is now open to it compared to five years ago. 
Yeah, but I still don't think there's enough, though, right? Um, I know. So, so a few things there, though. I think the fact that this digital uh, di- digits was it digits? Yep. The fact they've gone QuickBooks only is this because of the new pricing structure that Zero's put on their apps? Is that the f- like showcasing going forward that Zero may be a better platform to actually put your uh, you know build your app around, but it financially doesn't make sense. There are other issues with the Zero API, as I've discovered recently. Uh, so client engager want to link to Zero, but from what we can make out in the API uh, text and rules, we can only add five users to it for three months. Then we can add another 20 for another three to six months before we're certified and roll it out. Well, we've got well over 30 firms wanting to use a zero API. How do we pick those? How do we say, yes, you can have it, but you can't? Yeah. Exactly. Or do we just say, actually, no, none of you can have it? Exactly. Right. So, yeah, I, we're due to make an announcement later today once I've got the final facts in front of me on that. Um, but the zero rules of certification for their API and then their insistence to charge for what they class as an open API, which isn't because you have to pay for it. I think technology is going to start going, actually, we're moving quicker than that. Or we're trying to do a better value product offering than that. So we won't link to zero. Now, in, in zero's defense here, I would argue the reason digits have gone with QuickBooks is because that is the biggest platform for small businesses in America. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They've got the market that makes complete sense in the U S to go with QuickBooks first, but the zero API rules of certification and their charging for certain types of information is going to be a problem for them very, very quickly. Um, you know, they might, they might not care that a small practice management software is not going to potentially link to them and their users aren't getting the same value. But I know my users will, and it's actually going to cause us a headache of, well, if you don't link, we'll go to someone that does, because they've already they built their link before these rules came in. Um, so, yeah, it, we're, it's a testing thing at the moment that we're, we're going to have to look at finding a solution for. Um, but, yeah, Digits is, I think the, the main reason they've gone QuickBooks only at the moment is the fact that, that is the majority market in America, which is where they're based. Makes sense. And then you point about AI and and, and the kind of conversation around there. I was uh, privileged enough to be um, invited to the roundtable for ICAW for on AI. Um, and you know the idea is sound, right? As a as a professional body, they want to get to know what their what their users and their community are thinking about AI at the moment, like a sounding board and how ICAW can ultimately help and 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 kind of push this forward. But you know, as as people are saying here, like Paul says, uh, always glass half half empty reaction. You know how Ashley's talking about here when computers first came out and the price of a small car, people said they'll cost jobs, and ultimately we need to embrace changing tools. It's it is there is too many out there that, that are seeing this as they're 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 comparing this to Terminator and they're comparing it to the end of the world sort of scenario and you know the end of the jobs and and they uh, there was one person who was trying to compare it to the fact that this this is just the same as when we 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 allowed um uh, self self checkout services and and jobs are just going to get taken away from it and it it really isn't like 
I, I feel like I do feel for for people who maybe won't be able to adapt as quickly because I feel like there's going to be a lot of work that's going to be left out of them from there. There'll still be work for them, but I feel like people who can't adapt to it as quick that I do feel for them. I feel like they're going to maybe have to pivot their whole business to maybe they need to go for that. Like, like Sam said in our recent one, like humanized numbers more, maybe that's what they need to go for. Cause for me, you know, you said there about the four day week, you said there about that idea that it, our jobs going forward is to add value to what, that, what the AI is saying. Like any AI could look at a bunch of numbers well, when, when it's all built and say, you know, you've, you've spent more on your uh, marketing costs this, this, this year. And it's, blah 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 but it's the accountant then to come in and say look yes your marketing costs have gone through but actually if we look at those marketing costs and where you've spent them actually if you spend more on xyz look how much you've gained from it so you know it's not that you've overspent on your marketing what you've done is you found an actual gold mine there and you now need to start mining that gold right that's what the accountant brings to the table yeah that's what we as business advisors and what we're trying to push for that's our added added value and if you give us the tools to be able to see that data and more of that data and have a a more insight into that then that's where we can then come along and and help and, and and prosper the client and i feel like that's where we've got to keep remembering we're, we're going to get tools that ultimately is going to make us become better accountants and better business advisors and ultimately hopefully fingers crossed means that we're going to empower our clients to become better clients and more successful and it's it, it's self-fulfilling right like if we make our clients better and they get you know bigger and, and stronger then we're going to be able to grow with them and, and, and everything else and I feel like that's the bit like Ashley says here we need to embrace the change I feel like that's the bit that we're almost forgetting we're, we're seeing this doom and gloom of 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 the taking our jobs and taking over the world and, and everything else but ultimately there's a real big opportunity for us to make accountants relevant again and actually yep. make us come out of it looking better than we had before and i feel like that's what we need to keep our focus on of how can we use this for for good how can we use this to make us as an accounting profession even more desirable um and the big one i keep coming back to is retention of jobs like if we can make it so that we're not gonna bring new people into the into the into the accounting industry and just going to sit them in front of a filing cabinet and they're just going to sit there just churning this work out monotonously blah 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 if we can embrace like bring them in and that's not their first look at accountancy it's oh you know we've made these wonderful reports and what do you think about them and and trying to build that sort of element to it And, and straight away from day one we bring them into the you know the exciting part about accountancy and the quote unquote sexy part of accountancy I feel like that's where we've got an opportunity then to bring in a whole new breed of accountants that ultimately if I like it is difficult now like why would someone want to just come into the world of accounting just to sit there filing back returns when they could do xyz that sounds far more exciting you know and I feel like we need that don't we to be able to level the playing field yeah and that that analogy someone's given you about Oh, it's just like when the self-service checkouts came into Anster and stuff, people lost jobs. Actually, prove to me they did. The last, don't quote me on this. I cannot remember the source, but last I was reading on this, when self-service came into McDonald's and Asda and Sainsbury's and stuff, 
no one lost their jobs. They redistributed everyone. Like just because they we don't see them sat on a checkout now doesn't mean they're not there. They're now keeping the shelves stocked quicker. They're now turning stuff around. They're now doing other roles. Like my from what I last read, no one's employment levels were dropped because of self-service checkouts or in line with the rollout of self-service checkouts. So I think we take the same principle and uh, know that will apply to the accounting world of AI. No one's going to lose their role because of OCR technology or uh, AI uptake. You might not recruit and grow your team as big as quickly, but it's not going to replace anyone. It's not going to remove anyone that's currently in role. Um so, yeah, I think I, you and I are extremely privileged from this point of view. You and I sit here. We have fantastic uh, early adopting uh, listeners who embrace technology. We go to conferences throughout the year or all in one go next year uh, where everyone we are surrounded by is embracing technology. Um, so I think we forget at times, and that's why it's so hard impacting when you know you sit at a governing body round table and hear all the negativity about it i think that's why we it hits us so hard because we forget not not everyone is in as a tech facing and embracing as we are and the community that we are surrounded by um and we just need that community to be a bigger proportion of the industry that's what we're that's what we need um but yeah on that uh insightful end even if i do say so myself um we will we are running out of time so we're going to wrap this up it is monday after it all everyone needs to go back to work and go and get their day started um so aaron what have you got coming up this week so this week as i've already said i'm off to eat sleep and well quick books according to this but yeah we're off to uh have a bit of a staycation sort of idea so we're looking forward to that i'll still be working but yeah but not not as uh change not- the scenery yeah, no, yeah, exactly. And not actually no client facing meetings. I I booked up completely unbooked all the client facing ones. So the idea would be that I've got a few projects that I've had in the background that I've not been able to do yet. So I want to start implementing them. So I'm looking forward to that. I love a good uh, working on the business, not in the business sort of idea. So I'm really excited for that. Um and then um it's QuickBooks Labs if my voice does come come back. So if you do want to see uh, my location and, and where I am, then do do join in because we'll be a uh, fingers crossed that the tech works. We'll be a uh, live live for that. It is actually quite funny because I've just looked at what my bags are for a week away of a staycation. I'm taking less stuff with me than when we went to digital accounting chair and accounting. <laughs> how does that work i've got got the privilege of a car right so i get to i could just i could take anything i want with me if i in principle like you know um but i'm taking far less with me for uh for a week away than uh than a couple of days in in digital accounting chair and account tech so yeah explain that one so yeah what about you what have you got planned uh no fairly busy week with client meetings client engager stuff uh we've got our zama integration rolling out at the end of this week um so uh, it's already been there, but we've got a, a wider tool going out. Um, as you say, QuickBooks Labs this week on Wednesday. So tune in to that, everybody. And if you haven't listened to it already, make sure you give our QuickBook, uh, not QuickBooks, sorry, Ask the Accountant. We've got Cool Friends episode that went live Friday afternoon last week. A listen uh, starring the wonderful Samantha Mitchum, the 
open and honesty and that she had on that episode was just fantastic like just shows what a genuine honest person she is um even if she didn't declare her wages when she was 17 uh, her tips when she was a 17 year old but never mind we all make mistakes um but yeah it was an absolutely fantastic episode it's one of our most listened to episodes already which is phenomenal and just a, a credit to sam and how uh fantastic she is as a person so if you've not listened to that definitely give it a listen it's well worth it um otherwise i will be joining you all next monday from here uh on ask the accountant live so as always guys thank you very much for all the comments there have been tons coming in it's been an absolutely bumper week um and if you're listening back to us on a wednesday or any other day of the week through the podcast channels why not join us live at 8 30 on a monday morning on your favorite social media platform we are on all of them we cluster bomb every single one with this live show so uh, why not join us live react comment to us as we're going and keep us honest and true uh so yeah thank you very much everybody have a fantastic week and aaron i'll let you hit the outro cheers everyone have a good week bye now bye bye Thank you.